On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the pain that is involved in difficult life circumstances. And a lot of times when things bad happen, we do have trust in God and we have faith in Him and we believe that He's allowing it for part of His glory, but there's still pain involved. And so we're going to just talk a little bit today about when does the pain go away. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. Rusty and Heather Bryant back with you today and looking forward to sharing with you um, today a little bit actually of, I mean this is kind of a follow-up I guess to last week, Um, but it is a new topic, but it's going to just kind of springboard off of what we talked about last week. Yeah, and not just... Um, following up on what we talked about, it was this topic is spurred from comments that were made after our podcast last week. Yeah, so last week we 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 asked the question, um, why did God not stop the affair? So right. our story, obviously, Heather uh, confessed to being unfaithful almost 12 years ago. And looking back on it, we've had to sort of digest and struggle through the question of why did God not stop, mm-hmm. um, you know, those circumstances from happening. And, you know, we believe that God is sovereign, um, and we believe that at any point he could have stepped in and, and stopped things or orchestrated things differently, but he allowed things to happen and we've had to go back and try to look at the bigger picture and how was it that God was trying to receive glory through our story and through our circumstances. And so we've had a lot of people that have responded and reached out to us over the week, and they they believe that. They, they know that they are a part of God's plan. They trust God, and, and they know that God can bring good things through all of the circumstances, but there's still a lot of pain. And so the question becomes, when is this pain going to stop? Like if like if I believe that God is truly restoring things and is truly redeeming things, you know, the, the, surely there's a point when you stop feeling pain because of it. Right. And then not only that, but we have so many people that say, I'm doing my part. You know, we, we, we preach so much that you can't fix your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have people who are like, okay, I'm going to trust that and know that I can't fix them, but I'm doing everything I can for, for my relationship with the Lord to be right. And for my part of the marriage to be right and strong, but there's still pain Mm -hmm. caused by, the other spouse not doing what they're supposed to be doing, doing, you know, holding up their end of the bargain or just the circumstances that are surrounding them. Yeah. And another another thing that has kind of, um, I guess, uh, given us some insight into this and maybe start, started us thinking about it a little more was a sermon that we listened to. We both listened to it by Louis Giglio. If you don't ever listen to Passion City Church, if you want a little bit of a reference of some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, um, July 2nd, 2023 is is the, the date of the sermon. So if you want to go back and listen to that, we would encourage you to do that because it was a great sermon. But it really made us start thinking. And I know for you, Heather, one of the things that you started thinking about 
was how when we talk about these this difficult subject, you know, obviously our point of reference is the affair and the infidelity. But there's so much, there's so many other things that this applies to. I mean, it's really any painful circumstance in your life. Yeah. Um, And what made me think about this is I got um, a sweet message um, from a friend of ours who was telling us how much um, they enjoyed our podcast from the week. But they were, they do not have infidelity in their, in their story at all. But she was just explaining how she was able to take what we were talking about and, and, and apply it to the situation that they had been through. Um, and there, and there's so many of those situations out there. Um, there's happened to be, um, a lot of difficult things happening at one time, like losing a job, um, losing a parent, moving, you know, all of those things were happening at one time. And, you know, you could go, I mean, this can happen, um, why did God allow the de- the death of a child? Why did God allow um, addiction? Why did God allow pornography into marriages? Like it doesn't just have to be about infidelity. And I feel like our listeners probably, you know, as they were listening, they they didn't think, oh, well, we didn't have um, an affair in our marriage, so I don't, I can't, you know. I can't, right? what's the word? Identify. Identify with this. And I think that our listeners are smart enough to go, oh, but it could help in this area. But it just was encouraging to me to remember that as we share what God allowed in our marriage and how, why we think he allowed it in our marriage and, and what we are learning from that, that there's so many other instances that you can take and go, okay, well, Affair may not be it, but it may be one of these other things and then many, many more Mm -hmm. that I haven't said um, that could be the same type thing. Like, why did God allow it and how is he going to use it in my life and in my marriage Mm -hmm. to make it stronger? And when we look at that question, I think that there, like I said in the intro, a lot of people, they do believe that and they, they have enough faith where they can look and say, okay, I understand that bad things happen in this world. Sin, Satan, there's evil in the world, you know. Yeah, I mean, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world, and so so bad things are going to happen. And, and obviously, if God stopped every bad thing from happening, then we wouldn't have free choice. We wouldn't have the ability to to choose right and wrong, all that kind of well, stuff. We wouldn't have the freedom to, I mean, the choice to worship To worship, him. I that's mean, right. I mean, we would just be like puppets, puppets mm-hmm. made to worship him. Yep. And even though we are made to worship him because it's a choice. That's right. That worship, I mean. It means something. It means something. Yeah, and it yeah. means something to him because we're choosing, we right. choose to worship him. And if him. he was going to stop sin, he could have just stopped Eve from eating the apple. Exactly. Like, yeah. from the very beginning. And so as people kind of, go through the difficult times and they're able to go, okay, yes, I, I understand that as painful as it was and has been for me, that God can redeem it. He can restore it. And because of that, there can be good. But then it becomes, all right, well, 
as it's becoming good and when it becomes, when when will I stop hurting mm-hmm. from this? And because there's people that have that are still feeling pain from the death of a loved one, from the loss of a job, from the betrayal of a friend, from infidelity, you know, whatever it is. And it could be years and years later. And I think that people sometimes go, oh my gosh, well, do I really not have faith in this? And am I really not trusting God's plan and the big picture because I because I have pain and it mm-hmm. and the pain hasn't really gone away. Right, right. It may be better, but it but it's yeah. still there. And so people think that there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And I even think that there's a little bit sometimes that that people could listen to us and listen to our story and hear, you know, the hope that we give and, you know, the positive energy behind mm-hmm. behind what's happened to us and where we are now and how different our marriage is and they go well that's not me like like when am I going to get to that point and when am I going to stop hurting because probably when you listen to us now we're very real and honest so if you really do listen to us for any amount of time you're going to know that we still struggle and so I think that's really the first thing that I want to tell our listeners is you know as you're listening to us you're listening to to two humans that still feel pain and we still have painful moments that we struggle with because of your choices from 12 years ago. And I can even, like, there have been, there there were two very specific things that happened this weekend, one yesterday, one today, where... And I haven't even told you. I haven't even talked to you about it. And I'm and I'm not necessarily going to tell you because that's not where we are in our relationship. Right. I'm able to handle those things, but they still bring up pain. So these two things happen, and I don't know, you want to call them triggers or whatever, but it was just, they were painful reminders. And yeah, it hurt. And I know that we talk about how that hurt is different because now... We we remember and we look back and we go, man, I'm so thankful that we aren't where we were, but we are where we are today. But that doesn't mean that that pain isn't still there sometimes. Yeah. Well, and not only that, it it helps us to remember where we've come from, yes, and remember how far we've come. But it also, I mean, it is it's just like the... Um, the tattoo that our that our oldest son has on his arm that says "thankful for the scars" because it's a reminder of who he is and what he's done in our life. So as those things, as you have pain, it is a reminder to be able to say to yourself and a reminder for you to thank God for where He has brought you from and thank you for Him being there. And thank you, thanking him for loving you anyway. Mm. Like for me, like, yes, those triggers happen to you. And and you probably remember pain a lot more than I do. Because when those things happen to me, it doesn't just remind me of pain. It tries to, it tries to put sin and, I mean, not sin, shame and guilt Mm -hmm. on me. So I 
it's a type of pain, but it's a different kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And so it's guilt and shame and, and it, and it's tempting to go there. But then in the same way, that pain of, of shame and that pain of guilt reminds me of who Christ is and what he's done in my life. Mm -hmm. And, and we've said before, and guys, this is just, I mean, it's something I have to, to preach to myself. I mean, all the time, like every single day that if we were okay, if we didn't feel pain, if there weren't those reminders, if that shame and guilt didn't try to rear its ugly head, if we were just fine, we would have no need for Christ. Mm. But because of that pain and because of those triggers and because of the, the us looking back or looking at our present circumstance and say, why is this still happening? It reminds us that we can't do it alone. It reminds us of our need for Jesus, for our need for a relationship with him. Yeah, that's good. I think that just like you said, and we've said it so many times, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and so I, I like even what Louie said in this sermon this week. He said it's okay to not be okay. But then he said, as long as your story doesn't end with I'm not okay. okay. That's right. Because you, we have a God that is okay. And we have a God that has this bigger story and this bigger plan. And we're just a part of his story, which we might get into a little bit more in just a minute. But, but going back to just our... First of all, I want I want you as a listener, if you are feeling pain, even if it's been time, it's okay. Like that is, it is normal and it is okay to feel pain. And if you were, look, so many of you have asked, when does it end? And I can't say that it ever ends. I can say that time makes it so much better and that restoration for whatever your circumstance is it is a process no matter what it's a process and that process is going to take time and one of the things that we have to be willing to do is we have to be willing to let give we have to be willing to give God time to continue the restoration process and it could be that that time is just continuing for the rest of your life here on this earth now that doesn't mean that your pain 5 years from now should be the same as your pain from from right now but it also doesn't mean that it's just going to disappear and go away and the 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 one of the story he, he he really in the sermon he really focused on two stories and i think the one that may have hit me even more than probably the main story he talked about he talked about the restoration after a famine in the old testament and it was and i don't even remember the exact scripture but it was when locusts had destroyed mm-hmm. everything and he basically told the Israelites, he said, I'm going to restore everything. And he said, I will repay you for what was lost. And I just think that that's, that's exactly what he does with painful situations. And just like what he did with, with our, with our marriage, he said, you know, I'm going to restore this. And he did. And he's, and he says, I'm going to repay you for what you lost. Because we lost a lot. We lost the dream of what our what we thought our marriage was going to be. 
we lost the purity of our marriage that I mean like that that can only come back through redemption in Christ but we lost we lost a lot of time um, where we were having to you know fight through this and struggle through this we heck we lost money, money. <laughs> yeah. I mean we lost jo- you know you mm-hmm. lost a job mm-hmm. I mean there was so much loss during that period of time but we also trusted that in God's restoration that he was going to repay us for what was lost and the thing about God and his generosity the repayment is so much greater than what was lost that's right and so that that's what everybody needs to hold out the hope for mm-hmm. even though the restoration process may be long and you may still be feeling pain and you may be thinking to yourself well right now what's been restored isn't near as good as what i had before mm-hmm. the pain that's right but the faithfulness of god says i'm going to repay you over and in abundance of what you had and that's where we are right. and that's where we want to be able to be that that light and that hope for people to look at and go, okay, yeah, it was awful, and there's still pain from that, but the way that God has repaid us for what was lost is just over and over and over above Mm -hmm. what we had. And so when people come to us and go, oh, there's no way, you know, there's no way that y'all can— that y'all can have a better relationship, or there's no way I and would take people that say that. And, you, oh, and it's yeah. so hard to like. You're like, what? Well, first of all, how do you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like it may you can't tell me how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know how what our hearts are feel. It may not be their story, but right. it is our story that we are in such a better place than we were before all of this happened. Yeah. Well, and speaking of stories, yeah, I think that that's a huge part of you know what we talked about last week and just how our stories are are made for God to receive glory mm-hmm. and the thing that we that we don't think about sometimes is that our story is a story of humans and that's why there's pain because there's humans involved there're people involved there's hurt there's sin, Mm -hmm. there's pain, and that's all just wrapped up in our little story. Right. And sure, it's it's a story, and it's real, and it's your story, and everything that you're feeling is is so completely validated. It is real. But our story and your story is just a small story inside of God's story. There's this bigger story that we don't see and we can't see all of the pieces of it and we're just a part of it so we have a story but our story ultimately has a bigger purpose because it's in God's story that's right and you know sometimes we may not even see you know it's real easy to get wrapped up in our little um, in our little world, and I, Penny, my mentor, tells me all the time, you got to zoom out. You got to mm-hmm. pull back and look at the bigger picture and know that there's more than just you and even our little family, our marriage and our family. It's it's bigger than that. Yeah. Um, last night we were at a ball game and um, someone was talking to me during the rain delay and she was telling me, 
just how much our podcast had meant to her and that she had sent it to some friends. Well, one of her um, friends out of, um, from where they moved from had a similar story to us. Um, but the husband was not a believer um, at all. Like he, he had, like from the time they got married, she knew he wasn't a believer. And um, he ended up being um, unfaithful to her. He had an affair. And when he confessed to her, um, she was able to say, like, I want to fight for our marriage and I forgive you and I want to move forward. I want us to move past this. And he said, how can you do that? Like, if roles re- were reversed, I wouldn't take you back. And she said, because I've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus and I'm a Christian and because I'm, I have been forgiven, I can't help but offer that forgiveness to you. And he said, I want to know that Jesus. Hmm. And so like he became a Christian through the infidelity in their marriage. Hmm. And then that changed the trajectory of their family because Hmm. they had children that then were brought into the faith. And so like that one little story of in their marriage was used so powerfully in his life to become a Christian and then in their kids' lives and their family's life and all of, like, it, it's just a ripple effect of redemption. And that goes beautifully with what you were just saying about how he repays, um, you know, it's mm-hmm. restoration, but it's, he repays us in that. And she said, and she, my friend last night when we were talking said, would you do that again? And she said, for him to be saved, I would walk through it again. But that's God's plan. I mean, that's God's picture. Mm-hmm. That's his his picture and his story, part of his story, and not just ours. Well, there's a lot of people out there, too, that when they hear that, they think to themselves, no way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, there's no way I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to go through the pain of this for you mm-hmm. to be fixed. and Which is what? Exactly what Jesus did on the cross for us. Yeah, and and I I, I don't know how else to to say. And, and again, I don't. I mean, there is a part of me that just wants to say that's selfish. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't hope for it. No, <laughs> no, and it, and it and it's not. And I'm not saying to the person out there that's going. I'm in the middle of this, and even though there's something good happening to my spouse through this, why in the world am I the one that's having right. to go through this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so that part of it, like, I don't want to say, oh, you're being selfish, because nobody nobody is like, hey, I'll take it. You know, what? I'll take it. Let's have this. The worst right. of the worst can happen, and I can... It's not that at all, right. but when those things happen, that's when your whole perspective has to change on it, and you have to start looking at it as this is God's story, and I'm just in the middle of his story, and whether it's good or bad, the the ultimate value, meaning, and purpose is is really for God's story that's going on around my story. Mm-hmm. 
And when you can start looking at it that way, you can accept the pain a little bit easier and you can deal with the pain when it comes. And look, there you if you are to answer that question, when does the pain ever stop? I I mean, even though I've had a couple of things happen this weekend that I've thought, you know, that have have kind of made the pain surface again, I, I didn't dwell in it and I can't even say really with words that it was painful. Right. So, yes, over time and just maturity and growing and it's more of a reminder. Yeah, and but I but I do have to say that yeah, it's a, there's a little bit of pain mm-hmm. there. And probably if I dwelled on it and even if I were to say to you right. like, "Hey, you understand what what just happened and then it reminds you and then it becomes painful for you and then it's painful for both of us and so we've just sort of learned how to how to control and handle Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. and so so yeah those people out there I can't put a time frame on how long the pain's going to last a lot of it just has to do with your heart sure and you know again I'm not and I'm not saying something's wrong with your heart Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. feeling the pain but at some point, you do have to just learn how to take care and manage your heart. And over time, yes, the pain is less, and it's mm-hmm. it's not as painful, not as severe. And then you get to a point where you go, well, gosh, what I've been repaid is way bigger than what happened and what might pop up from time to time and be painful. That's right. That's right. If you're in that situation where you're thinking, I'm the only one doing the work, you know, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm doing the work. I'm doing my part. My spouse is not. Um, you and And we've said a million times you can't fix them. But in the waiting, you have to know that it's part of God's story. It's part of him working on your spouse. It's part of, and you just pray like a crazy person that God will break them, that God will bring your spouse to their, to the bottom of themselves so that they see um, their need for Jesus. And in that, your marriage can be helped and your marriage can be saved. The last thing we talked about that it is a process. Restoration is a process. And the process takes time. And it's okay to allow. I was just talking to a friend yesterday at the, at the game. And he was talking about the season of life that he's in and how it's difficult. But he knows that it's a process that 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 as painful as it is, he has to sit in it and and work through all the pain because if he just blows on past it, he's going to miss what God's trying to teach him through through all of this. And so in the same way, if you're going through anything that's requiring some sort of restoration or new growth on your part, it takes time. When when a vineyard is planted, mm-hmm. you know we heard this il- the illustration that uh, that a vine from for from a vineyard it takes up to two years or more to create um, uh, grapes that or create wine, mm-hmm. and so there's all these little steps along the way, and if you know that it's going to take time, 
you know, the, the, the person that owns the vineyard, if they know that it's going to take time and they don't rush the process, then all of a sudden every little step along the way mm-hmm. becomes excitement. You know, the yeah. first time they see greenery, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, it's That's working. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they see a leaf and it's like, oh, th- and imagine and the first, those. yes, mm-hmm. your joy and you celebrate the little things because you know that you're trying to get through this process to get to an end goal. That's right. And, you know, they the, even, I mean, can you imagine, I, we, we have nothing to do with vineyards, but I bet the first time they see a grape on the vine, mm-hmm. it's like, and it's not ready. Mm-mm. But the first time they see a grape on the on the vine, I mean, they're not ripe or anything, never not going to make wine yet. They're not making any money for them. But that's got to be exciting just to know it's another step in the process and still going to be still going to take time. But it's one more thing that you can celebrate and be joyful about. And so as you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing to go through the restoration process, like. Be joyful for all those little steps along the way and celebrate them. And there may be steps back. I mean, every vine in a vineyard does not go from point A to point B with no problems. I mean, they're dealing with weather. They're dealing with insects. They're, you know, all kinds of things that can go wrong. And they're constantly having to prune and take care of things along the way. But, and it's hard work. I mean, nobody just plants it mm-hmm. and is like, I'm coming back in two years and I'm going to make some wine. Mm-hmm. It's all so, there's so much involved in it, but it's such a beautiful process that people that are in that world can really appreciate it. And so do the same for your restoration journey. You know, take those little steps along the way and celebrate them and be joyful and know that there's going to be hard days that you're still going to have to work really hard at. But at the end, there is the repayment that God has promised, and it's going to be better than what you went through. It's mm, a good word. All right. Well, let's shut her down for the day. Hey, thanks for listening to us. We appreciate all of you. If you get a chance, be sure to like or subscribe or whatever you do on your podcast platform and leave us a rating and review if you can. That helps us a lot and helps us to get our message out to more people. So we'll see you guys next week.